Welcome to the Canadian Transportation Equipment Association's On the Radar podcast with CTEA's Executive Director, Don Moore. This is episode number four. Don's guest this time around is Blair Norberg. He's the Vice President of Western Canadian Truck Upfitter, Falcon Equipment. Blair is also the current President of CTEA. Don and Blair will be discussing the current state of the upfitting business and discussing the value of CTEA membership. Blair went from being a member to becoming a volunteer director, and now he's the president of the association. What drives Blair's commitment to CTEA? Hang around, you'll find out. Here's your host, Don Moore. Well, this is Don Moore, Director of Government and Industry Relations at Canadian Transportation Equipment Association. I'm back uh, with another On the Radar podcast. Today, I have Blair Norberg with me. Blair is the Vice President of Falcon Equipment in Surrey, BC, and the current President of the Canadian Transportation Equipment Association. Welcome, Blair. Thanks, thanks for having me, Don. We're going to discuss some of the current issues in the truck upfitting sector, and also what convinced Blair to not just maintain membership in CTA, but to take that step into volunteering as a director of the association and then even going a little further uh, as now our our president. And uh, so we're just going to talk about uh, his experience, a little bit about uh, what's happening uh, in the industry as well as what the CTEA experience has been like. So Blair, let's start out with uh, what keeps you up at night? What are the key issues in the industry right now that concern you and and the rest of the management team at Falcon. I I would say I mean you know we're we're a couple of years into into it now, but I mean going through the supply chain issues that we've had over the last little while has been a it's been a challenge for sure. Um, but there's a number of different things. I mean it, it's it, and they're probably relate to it like in, things like inventory levels uh, been very very um, hard to forecast. You know, with everything different going on in the world, it's it's tough to um, to rely on all your traditional methods of you know ordering equipment or steel or parts or or anything at this point. So, um, I think you know us as a company, we're battling through it as best we can. We've got uh, you know strong levels of business, which is which is always really good. Um, it's just a matter of being able to to more or less deliver and um, work that through. I mean, there's others staffing. I mean, staffing's a a big one as well uh, in Western Canada right now. There's in different pockets. It's harder in, in some pockets, but uh, with the rising costs on the Lower Mainland. I know you know in our British Columbia branch, it's it's definitely um, more of a challenge to to attract good talent as people are moving farther and farther east. Um, regulatory issues, uh, rising interest rates, etc. My wife just uh, brought home a new kitten. That's keeping us up at night as well. So <laughs> very good. Yeah, that that'll do it. Um, yeah, the uh, those are the two top ones I find when talking to any of the members these days. Really, are those those ones that you you start off with, which is supply chain, which seems to be improving, and uh, and labor, which uh, continues to be a challenge. Um, you were saying it uh, it seems to be moving east. Really, the labor. Uh, what do you think is driving that? Maybe uh, yeah. From a West Coast perspective, it's heading east. I mean, uh, heading probably more into the prairies a little bit. You know, where you know your your cost of living is uh, is is a real driver there. It's um, you know there's there's a lot of business. You know, you know we're based out of out of Surrey, BC. 
And, uh, you know, there's a lot of busy companies out here and, you know, the price of land, the price of housing. Um, I mean, everybody's experiencing the rising costs of food and everything else that, uh, that we purchase as consumers. But, um, but really and truly, it's it, when it costs more to live, people have to look elsewhere. And I think there's better value alternatives, you know, kind of in the interior BC, northern BC, into Alberta, um, and certainly into Saskatchewan, Manitoba. So, uh, so we're, we're seeing definitely, definitely that. And I mean, from our business perspective, we're investing more in the prairies um, and in moving more and more of our, uh, our business out that way as well. Uh, that, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, you've got the branch in Surrey, which is the, the one that's been around the longest. Uh, but now there is uh, some open, you're opening things up in, uh, in yeah. other areas. How many other branches have you? We've got nine locations total now. Uh, but four of those locations are actually in Surrey. We started with one building and now we have four. So um, the logistics of that is is one thing, but uh, we're over on the island now as well. We've got two locations there and we opened up, actually just picked up a new facility in uh, in Edmonton, just in, um, in Nisku. And uh, we're also in Regina and Winnipeg. Wow, really doing well. That's great to hear. Um, and it is good. Uh, I think in general, what I'm hearing is the, the industry is doing really well, uh, as far as, you know, the orders, uh, the, uh, the amount of business that's being generated by infrastructure, um, projects and other, uh, activity is really being seen by our members, but, uh, it's, it's always good to hear of those, you know, really good success stories. Um, well, considering the magnitude of some of the issues that we're talking about, what are the business expectations over, say, the next 12 months? I would say over over the next 12 months, I mean, over the next 12 months, it, it is going to be somewhat predictable. Um, you know, again, with supply chain smoothing out a little bit, all it's, I mean, it's, it's not getting a ton better from a timing perspective, but it's becoming a little bit more predictable. So as you as you adjust your game and you you forecast a little harder and and a little bit more in depth, um, you know I think there's a little it's it's a little harder to predict what the 24 to 34 or 36 months kind of looks like. Um, the next 12 months is is really I think for a lot of companies in in our position are really just got to get through backlog and uh, deliver to customers and you know fulfill orders that uh, you know have been in the books for a while and and making sure that uh, we're getting our products out to our customers in a timely fashion and um you know a lot of anybody i speak to other member companies uh seem to be in similar situations where they've got tremendous backlogs and it just really comes down to just executing now and making sure that you know the supply chain partners or everybody's doing their part and uh following through so we can all yeah keep our customers happy yeah so it'd be kind of nice if everything kind of settles down a little bit over that period while you're just trying to get uh things leveled out yeah. uh and then kind of uh adjust so that that's got the, again another good uh good sign but uh you know the economy is a little little crazy right now no doubt about that and uh do you find that uh did you notice anything in particular in the budget the federal budget that uh you see as a positive uh for the industry for the company no not overly i mean it has definitely had a positive tone to it um and just with different economists over the last little while you know i mean the, the talks and threats of recession and soft landings hard landings etc um everything just seems to get, keep getting pushed out further and further and um 
you know, I, I know emissions is a big thing and, and investing in green is, is always going to be a big thing. And I mean, we're always looking in-house here to see, you know, how we fit into that as well and what we can do. Uh, you know, being a dealer, we're always looking to our OEMs to see what they're doing, how, how we integrate that into our business and be able to provide something locally here as well. But, you know, as far as anything that came out of it, um, you know, infrastructure spending is 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 always helpful. Um, really and truly, it, it, it's it's a, it's the end consumer and based on, you know, some of the rising interest rates that are probably going to tell us a lot more of, of how the industry is going to go, regardless of infrastructure. I mean, if if um, people stop buying places and buying houses, then um, uh, then all of a sudden our building supply then uh, there's a bit of a trickle down effect um, on that side of things. And once we get to the end of a lot of people's mortgage terms and all of a sudden the big interest rates uh, are starting to hit them, we'll, we'll know more. But um, infrastructure is a piece of it, but residential housing. Uh, and then there's a tie in with immigration, which kind of lets you know that we don't have enough housing in Canada for anybody we're bringing in. So um, the, all, it, all it can do is make you feel pretty positive about about uh, the fact that we're going to be busy for the next number of years, for sure. Right on. Okay. Well, <clears throat> let's switch gears now, and we'll talk a little bit about CTEA. Uh, I'm one of the staff of, of the association, and you're our current president. So um, uh, I think it's a, a great opportunity to sort of talk a little bit about what uh, what CTA is about and what it means to you. So to start out with, what keeps Falcon Equipment in the CTEA membership from your your perspective? I, I would say there's numerous factors. Uh, you know, the, the one that always strikes me is just that peace of mind. Um, you know, it's nice to know that people are always, you know, working behind the scenes, staying one step ahead of regulatory and compliance issues uh you know it's it's one less thing that you need to as, as a business leader you don't have to think about it think about it as much internally and in-house um you know that there's people out there working you know in your stead uh you know staff training and education is a, a big piece for us as well it's it's very expensive and time consuming to develop your in-house training you know for things like compliance with national safety mark and and all the drawings that go with it. So, you know, having that uh, that training, the technical assistance, the webinars that Jeremy's been putting on have been have been great. Um, so there's there's a number of factors, you know, internally and then you know externally a little bit. The networking has been great, uh, and there's a lot of facets to even just this end alone. I mean, um, you've got with the conference, you've got either salespeople talking to salespeople, engineers talking to engineers, owners talking to owners. Um, a lot of OEMs connecting with with different folks and all these different combinations in between. It's uh, some some powerful networking within our group. Do you find it's been a, a big help that you've been able to network with other uh, other business uh, leaders uh, within this sector? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think a lot a lot of businesses face the same challenges, and if you can if you can get together and put your heads together, you know, sometimes even solutions can kind of come, come out of some of the conversations. Um, but it is, it is, it has been nice to, to, uh, to meet a lot of folks, especially from the East coast where Western Canadian based company. And uh, you don't always get out and have the opportunity to, to meet a lot of the folks from Eastern Canada and Quebec and, and uh, that have similar businesses. So yeah, it's, it's definitely been beneficial from that perspective as well. Do you see that the uh, CTEA uh, does enough as far as its focus, one of the focus points being 
uh, advocacy and working with the government officials, both at the gov- at the federal and provincial level. Do you feel that uh, we're doing a, a pretty good job of that? Is that something we, we really could focus more on that we could uh, could could you know take to uh, another level? I, my 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 sense is yes, we're we're doing you know a great job, and uh, you know you've been you've been leading the charge on a lot of that, Don. I think we've done a great job on a on a federal level. You know the relationship we have with Transport Canada and um, uh, being able to go back and forth, and you know having having um, maybe a say in in uh, at least seeing what's up and coming. And uh, I think we we still have some work that you know we could certainly do on the provincial side of things. Uh, you know, as as each province operates a little differently, and there's some areas where they harmonize, some areas that they don't. I think a little bit more work within, you know, the provinces is is, is certainly something we should we should strive for. But uh, but overall, it's it, it's great to know you always have a pulse on on what's coming down the pipeline, and um, and that's that's important as 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 a member and and being a part of the the group here as well. Well, and it is a moving target. There's as with mm-hmm. all companies, uh, people change, policies change, the government, of course, who's ever the uh, the the political uh, leaders are are you know changed mm-hmm. sometimes a lot of the uh, uh, priorities that departments have. So it's something that we have to continue to work at all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, that that it's good though to see that that's recognized and and to see that that's still uh, a very important thing for the association. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of issues we have to stay ahead of the you know the ISIS issue the the right to repair all these things and just yeah knowing that you have a pulse on it is yeah it means a lot. Well, I know in in uh, my experience, a lot of things I've done, particularly on the volunteer side, it's been a matter of how much you put into it, uh, sort of provides for how much you get out. I yeah. you know you you put in. Yeah, a little time, a little more time and effort, and you you usually get that back in some way. And and would you say that's uh, been your experience uh, with the CTEA? For sure, uh, I've been part of a few associations, and I, I found, you know, it's uh, you you struggle with what's the value of this association? Is it, is it a good value for my time? And then you you go back and forth, and then and again. It, the value is whatever you put into it and, and, you know, in joining, you know, different boards, you know, over the years, you know, I found, I found that, uh, yeah, a lot of benefits have come out of it that, that you never would have thought of in the beginning and, and whether it's, you know, making friends within the industry, um, being able to kind of maybe shape policy and, and different, different things there, uh, it really, and give back to give back to the industry. It's, it, it's, it's a lot more powerful than you really think about as you, as you set out to, to join an association. Um, and then when you have an association like the CTA, you know, one that, that does actually benefit our, our business, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to, to get involved. Um, you know, when I, when I first came to my first conference, I, I had kind of a little bit more of a clear picture of just seeing a lot of other companies that, uh, you know, were donating their time to, to make it a better association. So for, for me, I looked at it and we're, we're a long-term, you know, business member and, and uh, I thought we need to be doing more. And that was that was kind of one of my one of my things moving forward was to was to get more involved. Yeah, yeah. Just a, a little side note on that is that uh, 
This morning, Jean-Marc Picard, who is our general manager and myself, we're having a, a chat about uh, way things are, you know, where we're headed, et cetera. And, and, and was really think, seeing that as one of the things we have, we would like to pitch more to a lot of members we have. There's an awful lot of members that we don't see at the conference. We don't see, you know, uh, really a lot of participation from them. And then, you know, they're like, well, don't know how much we're getting out of the association. Well, hey, you know, if the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. Trust me, you know, is kind of that that thought. So, uh, you know, it's a very good point and, and something I think we, we take to heart. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Um, finally, uh, you've gone way beyond being the active member. You're, you're, you're a busy guy. I know that. And uh, why, why did you decide being uh, to be on the board of directors and become president? And, and is, has it been worth your time? I would say, yeah, it's been it's been very rewarding on my end for sure. Um, I think from putting up your hand, just to, you know, it, it just starts with a, a simple, <laughs> you know, where can I help? What can I do? What you know? How can we how can we fit into this and um, help with the association and and uh, and even on the industry side of things? Um, and then you know, once you once you join a board, you get to know you know a lot of people, and it's you don't necessarily go into it to be president. Yeah. You just there's a bit of a fit there that uh, that's that's worked, and I mean, it, on the CTN, I mean, we it really going from volunteering on the board to even become a president, it, it really happened all fairly fast. I don't even know that I remember putting my hand up, but uh, <laughs> but, it, but, it's, but it's been really really rewarding, and and uh, and even going through a bunch of changes within the within the the association with Susie retiring and and. You know the incoming new GM, John Mark. It's uh, it's been great to be a, a part of it, and uh, as far as just uh, the rewarding parts of, of of the role, whether being a director on the board or being president, it's it's all part and parcel of just you know you know whatever you can do to to help. Um, it's yeah, I've made a ton of good friends, uh, formed some business relationships, and you know just met a lot of really good people along the way. So it's there's there's been a lot of fun there too. Oh, that's, that's right. I mean, I always, well, I've been in a lot of volunteer organizations myself. You wonder sometimes if it's, should I, you know, did I put my hand up or I just didn't put my head down? Uh, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, so I, so I know that feeling a little too, but usually it's, maybe it's a little of both. You, you have this sort of, oh gosh, can I handle, you know, taking this on? But by the same token, there's that, um, you know, that, that it kind of the enthusiasm builds and, and the, uh, the satisfaction of, of doing the job too, something, and something a little different from the day to day. Uh, I, I think from my perspective has certainly always been worthwhile. So that, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And really, uh, you know, I want to thank you for spending a little time with, uh, with me today, talking a little bit about, uh, about the, the industry, about your experience with the association and, and what the CTA, uh, you know, uh, has been to you. And so uh, I really appreciate uh, your insights and, and I'm sure that uh, the listeners would agree with, uh, with me on that. Yeah, thank you, Don. Thanks a lot and bye for now. Thanks for staying with us right to the end of this episode. Don's guest was Blair Norberg, the current president of the Canadian Transportation Equipment Association. Blair's also the vice president of Falcon Equipment in Surrey, British Columbia. 
Be sure to subscribe to On The Radar wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notification each time we publish a new episode. If you've got a minute, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a review and a rating. That'll help more people to find us.